All right, we want to say good evening and uh, welcome to the One Church Movement. I'm your host, W.L. Biltz. It's good to see you guys here with us on tonight. I have two great guys, two great guests uh, with us uh, on tonight. In just a sec, I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves and uh, you get better acquainted with them uh, on tonight. But I just want to just in a small detail let you know what is the One Church Movement. We understand that the One Church the church is one, uh, regardless if you're in North Carolina, Oklahoma, or Louisiana, the church is one wherever she may lie. But the focus tonight is not on the one church. The focus is on the movement of the one church. And so the movement, I believe, is basically an encouragement. The church should be informing. The church should be influencing. The church should be impacting and imprinting the life uh, the name of Jesus on the life of people uh, to the point so much so that I go to Acts the second chapter in verse number 47 where the Bible says they were praising God having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved and because the church had interaction with that community they were touched in such a way where they wanted to in return be a part of the spiritual community. So in short, the church is a influence, right? It's not a monument. If the only thing you're doing is coming on Sundays and on Wednesday, then the church has become a monument. But Christ died that it can be of movement, influence the life of people. And so tonight, I'm going to allow uh, my two guests, special guests uh, on tonight, uh, I could not have the One Church Movement and uh, go through the course of the year and not have these two individuals with us uh, on tonight. I'm thankful that the Lord has blessed us to uh, that our paths cross and that we have built a relationship uh, there at Southwestern Christian College, and it has continued uh, even thereafter. And so tonight and right now, I want to allow these guys, I want them to just introduce themselves. I mean, I can do it. But I want them to tell us who they are, where they labor at, how long uh, they've been there uh, in that particular city and that congregation. I'm going to start with Dwayne Cates. Brother Cates. Hey, Brother Bills. Uh, man, bless you. Thank you for having me on tonight. Thank God for just being a part of this uh, conversation, One Church Movement. And I'm just humbled to be on. Um, I was just me messing with you, man, saying, I, I don't know if you knew that. Orlando and I are best friends, so you're in for, for a treat tonight or trouble. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> I mean, for I mean for both, probably, man. Uh, yeah, man. I mean for both. Hey, we need to probably pray, man. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just humbled. Um, my name is Dwayne ML Case. I am minister and evangelist here in Oklahoma City at the Northeast Church of Christ. And I am humbled to follow in the footsteps of Brother Anilis Crenshaw, who is my spiritual father in the gospel. I thank God for his, um, his leadership. Thank God for his tutelage. I'm just pointing to my life and trusting me to take the work and to carry on the work that, that he started. So I stand on his shoulders and Thomas O. Jackson and others who, who came before those great men. I've been here now for 16 years and I have served in different capacities. When I first came, I was just the intern, then I went from that to youth minister, uh, got my degree from um, um, Oklahoma Christian University, which then transitioned me to becoming family life minister. Well, during that time, Brother Crenshaw was grooming me to take over the work. 
And then now I'm the minister of the North Church of Christ. I've been the minister now for five years. This year, December, officially will make it five years since I've been um, leading in that capacity. So I'm just glad to be a part of a, a great spiritual family and a great legacy here in Oklahoma City. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, bro. Thank you. But Alana Thomas, talk to us. <laughs> hey, man. Thank you, uh, uh, Chin. Uh, Pastor Chin. I don't know what to call you, but we used to call you Mon Chin Biltz when we were back yeah. at Christian College. And, uh, man, thank you so much. I, and I'm happy to follow Case. You know, I want to always give respect and, and honor to my, my seniors. And, uh, but, uh, but tonight, I, uh, I know I, you know, I had to do it, you know, I had to do it. Uh, but anyway, uh, Hey everyone, my name is Orlando Thomas. Uh, I'm the uh, ministering evangelist of the, uh, Southside Church of Christ here in Durham, North Carolina, uh, where I've had the privilege of serving for the last two years, um, and, uh, following my predecessor and, uh, father in the ministry, brother, uh, William H. Stevens. Uh, who is also the uh, progenitor of this church, he helped to create and found this church. Uh, and when I say found, y'all know what I mean. Don't, 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 uh, don't come for me. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, call it what it yeah. is. But uh, he was yeah. the first minister, of course, who was brought here to North Carolina to start Southside uh, over 40 years ago this year, 40 years of history we, we celebrate this year. Uh, and uh, man, we, over the last six and a half years, we've had opportunity to uh, really forge a very strong relationship. I returned back uh, to uh, Durham uh, back in 2015 after several stints in Miami, Florida, uh, Los Angeles, California, yeah. uh, and of course, Dallas, Texas, uh, where I completed my education at Southwestern Christian. Uh, and, uh, and since I've been here, I've had an opportunity to complete a Masters of Divinity uh, at Duke University. And so uh, I've had the privilege of serving this great church, uh, which happens to be also the, my home congregation where I became a member uh, at the age of 17. And, uh, and so the son has returned home and uh, it's been a, a, a beautiful marriage uh, so far. Uh, we are still in transition. That's the thing I remind the church of every, every time we get a chance. That transition is not something that happens at the click of a switch or the flip of a button, uh, but it's something that we are constantly in the process of, of doing and learning uh, what yeah. it is. And so God is calling us to uh, new heights and, and new opportunities. Uh, and we do that together, uh, me following also the counsel and guidance of uh, Brother Stevens, who is a former yeah. uh, ministry and evangelist of Southside Church. And so it's been a great, great experience so far, man. I'm happy to be here tonight. Uh, thank you for the invitation, Doc. Yeah, 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 man. And uh, uh, Casey didn't say he said the son has returned home. He didn't say the product of son, but uh, but, well, but the son. yeah, the son has returned. You know home. what's up? <laughs> you yeah. look, those, those who really don't know, <laughs> right? Bless yeah. God. Yes, indeed. But let's let's, uh, let's open up in a word of prayer, and then we'll just get right to it uh, on tonight. Father, we thank you so much for your blessings. We thank you, Father, for Jesus, your Son, our Savior, and Lord. Father, we thank you for your church. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you for these men who are here uh, on tonight. I pray, Father God, that your hands would be upon them tonight. Uh, bless their lips, Father God, and their tongue to be able to speak those words of wisdom uh, that can encourage your people, Father, across the board. Father, we pray that you forgive us, please, for our sins. We pray that you bless their ministries where they are. 
Thank you for all this. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, there, fellas. Uh, we just gonna get right in it uh, on tonight. And uh, of course, as we have laid the foundation for what the One Church movement uh, is, uh, since we have done that, uh, I wanna I wanna pose uh, a question that I will pose to every guest uh, who will be on the One Church movement. Uh, when we look at the church, when you see the church, uh, if we looked at the church in the first century, we saw a number of things. We saw a very evangelistic church. We saw uh, an energetic uh, church uh, and other things as well. When you look at the church, I mean, regardless of what city, what state, when you see the church, what is it that you that you see? How would you describe the church uh, on tonight? How would you describe that? What do you see? What is your view of the church, uh, Brother Orlando? Oh, Lord. I should let's, have known start, let's, let's, let's just start right there. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. you're waiting. You're waiting to just regurgitate. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, and, and so let me let me say that, you know, I feel that uh, the church today, uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's called, we're, we're called to remember, uh, and let me, let me, I think, let me use this analogy. We, we hear this all the time where sometimes we've gotten used to the church becoming the place mm -hmm. instead of the church being the people. Yeah. And, uh, and so at the end of the day, the church is the people. The church is made up of the body of believers. Yeah. Uh, who have been um, uh, what what Peter would say, you know, who have been formed and shaped into a rocky slab. Mm -hmm. You know, we we are individual pebbles. Right. That God has brought together to form this rocky slab, and we make up what it is today, uh, the Church of of Jesus Christ. And uh, and so, what comes with that? Well, the same thing that comes with each individual. You know, uh, our lives are very dynamic. You know, we have we have things that we uh, deal with. We have challenges. We have problems. We have issues. You know, as I as I learned from one of my mentors, Thomas L. Thomas, you know, we are all in repair. Yeah. Every single one of us. Uh, and because we're imperfect pebbles, the church is formed of imperfect people. Mm -hmm. You know, and so with, with some very real uh problems very real uh life situations you know and uh and i i mean that's my initial response mm -hmm. what do i believe it is i, I believe that it's dynamic that the yeah. church is dynamic that it is and as as our lives are evolving and as our lives are changing we also see those same changes taking place in the church yeah uh, and before we even get there what i'll say to this notion of change is you know we we have to be very careful that we don't you know embrace labeling in such a way where it becomes us and against them mm -hmm. you know the young against the old you right. know the black against the white no it, we need to be very careful that we fall prey to to those labelings you know and understand that that what we are is dynamic it's not yeah. supposed to look the same everywhere it's supposed to be different yeah, uh, that 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 speaks more to the notion of of what God has done, the miracle he's done. 
by what? By bringing all these diverse individuals, these diverse pebbles and stones. Can you see pebbles? Like none of them have, have the same edges. None of yeah. them are all round. You know, right. uh, all of them are different. And what God does is he brings us together. And the only one that can bring us together and keep us together is the Lord himself. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope that I hope that was worth your time, man. I hope it was worth it. <laughs> I think it I think it was worth it. I think it was worth a little something, something, as we would say, man. Uh, we appreciate that. Now, I want to come back with something uh, that you said uh, in that uh, after but a case, uh, give us his uh, elaborate uh, explanation of his view of the church uh, on tonight. Man, my, my elaborate, uh, my, my brother just, he covered everything, man. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so prolific, but uh, man, my, my take on the church, um, my understanding and appreciation for what I'm a part of, I think like Orlando saying that we're all pebbles. Um, we're, we're different patterns, if you will, being interwoven into this, this huge blanket that, that, celebrates who God is, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what the church, the church is the people whose broken lives, um, how we respond to the grace that, that's been ex extended to us through Christ Jesus, right? Yeah. In every culture, in every walk of life. And I, how I express that where I am, you know, that, 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 that's the point. And I know in the book of Acts, that, that's actually what we're studying right now as a, as a church ourselves um, looking at acting out how, how does how did the church respond whether in Jerusalem Judea Samaria and to the ends of the world right I don't think it was a um, there's an expectation for if you will a blueprint I like what John John John, John Hicks uh, says in his book that the church is not is not a blueprint right or the Bible as much as it's a narrative, it's a story. Mm -hmm. How does God's story impact my story? Yeah. In, in my context, where I am. So what, what did that look like in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and, and um, the ends of the world? Well, here we are at the ends of the world. Thank God that, that Paul went to Rome. And <laughs> because of that, here we are, right? Yeah. So now I'm a part of God's story. And mm -hmm. I believe that's, that's what the church is. The church is the group of people who, who respond to God's story. And as a result, we now, in our responding, we live out this grace. We mm -hmm. live out this, this mercy, this unconditional love that, that comes through salvation mm -hmm. today of our lives. Yeah. So yeah. Man, I, I hope I answer your question, man. I don't know. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, much, much more so uh, beyond uh, what I'm looking for, but but and the other thing is, I want I want to get back and, and I want your take on it uh, as well. But a case when 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 we see it as a dynamic entity, as brother uh, Thomas may mention. So and, and, and so look, I'm, I'm gonna drain you guys. I, I got you on now. So uh, you know, I, I got you now. So 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 here it is. So when we say it's dynamic, right? Uh, give us. Give us some examples of how the church is dynamic. In what ways is the church dynamic? All right, Bati. 
And I just want, I just want a few. Yeah. But Tom, I just want a few. You just can give one, make one point on that. And then, but a case make one point and that, that, that's all I need. I just want us to see, I want the viewers to really see what, how is it dynamic? All right. Yeah. How is it dynamic? Why is it dynamic? All right. Yeah. yeah. So just go ahead and talk about that. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I think when, when we think about what the church is and for those uh, who want to definitely hear scripture uh, from young preachers, you know, I still believe that Jesus built the church according to Matthew 16, 18, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates yeah. of hell will not prevail against it. Uh, and so then when you deal with this, uh, you know, this, the essence of what the church is, the church is the institution or, I mean, it's institutionalized. And so maybe that's the wrong word. My, my academic friends wouldn't like that institution piece, but I would, I would probably say that it, it is more, um, it is more of an organism, you know, mm -hmm. it is yeah. organism, it is living, it right. is, it is living. And because the church is an organism that is living, it is, uh, it is in a constant place of transition and change, you know, yeah. uh, and maybe that image for us is problematic because, we who serve a God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, we also have a very difficult time imagining that the church is a place that is in this constant place of transition and change. But what I would remind you is that the one who established the church as a part of his will before the foundation of the world is a God of movement. And God from the fall in the Garden of Eden has been moving through the pages of scripture through the course of time he's been moving to get back to uh, uh where he is able to uh restore the relationship the fellowship that was once enjoyed in the garden of eden and it's through it is through the vehicle of the church it is through the community of the church the organism of the church that the Lord is, is restoring what was lost, right. you know? And so in that way, I believe that the church has been meant to be a, a organism that is constantly changing, not only changing uh, uh, as it relates to, you know, our social dynamics, you know, right. political dynamics, but changing in the sense of transformational, it's changing it's transforming right. and god has called us to transform everything that we touch we ought to transform it right you know not we let me let me fix that jesus ought to transform it and the church should be a place where people can get um a authentic audience right. with jesus you know uh and so yeah i'll, I'll leave i'll leave that case yeah leave, 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 with that question yeah leave him a, leave him a piece come on man Man, uh, <laughs> uh, listen, man, man. you're trying to, you're Come trying on, to get bro. out of trouble, man. But, um, hey, now look, hey. look, look, hey, oh, now you see, look, look, man, look, here's your opportunity, bro. Man, here's so here, here's your opportunity. So, so here it is the church, man, is dynamic. As old saying, um, let, let me pick up from there because we, we, we don't realize that. 
as, as he said, the church is not the building. So let's go back to Matthew yeah. 16, for example. We, and, and I get it because as people, we, we are people of, um, we're creatures of habit. I mean, we need a, a comfortable place. We need comfortable routines. We need to practice the rituals that keep us grounded. Yes. But the church, the movement, the, 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 the body of people that, that Christ called out from the world, when, when, he tell, when he tells Peter in Matthew 16 that up on this rock, <laughs> I will build my church, up on your confession that I am the Christ, mm -hmm. I'm going to build my church. But yeah. then here, here's, here's a man who's impulsive. Here's a man who's a bigot. <laughs> here's yeah. a man who, who's a Jew of Jews who will preach the first sermon on the day of Pentecost, but then later on in Galatians 2, watch the church. He is a church up on this rock upon your confession in me, but yet several years later, I'm still working on you. And this working on you, this change, this transformation is confronting the, the issues, as, as Orlando said, around you, but also in you. Yeah. And that's the church. The church, the church man is... And, and here's where, here's where we, we struggle, bro. And I said this to, to, the, mm -hmm. to my congregation recently, we worship. We always talk about, hey, I'm, I'm going to go to worship. I'm going to church. And we go, we, so we go into God's presence. But when was the last time we allowed God to come into our presence? Mm. You know, we go and say, hey, I'm going to give my money. I'm going to do the communion. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, the five, the five acts of worship. Oh, you get me yeah. started on that. <laughs> right, we get to this five acts of worship stuff and we get uh -huh. bam, 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 bam. And we we'll throw the announcements in there and stuff like that. But man, when was the last time we let God into our presence? Right. Like, 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 like the king did with, with Peter and said, hey, if you love me, feed my sheep. Like he did with John 4, with the woman at the well who was having the surface conversation with him. Then he finally hit her in the gut and said, listen, go get, go get your husband. Yeah. So, so then he talks about true worship. So the church, man, the church is not just, it's not, it's not obviously we know that by now we know it's not a building. It's a group of people that's responding to, a, to the call of the gospel. And that's, that's relative in every context that we're in. And, and it doesn't mean that, if I am doing this or not doing this, that we're wrong as much as how is God working in my congregation and your congregation? And yeah. how, how do we now come together and express that on a Sunday morning? But before Sunday, here's life. The church is life. Yeah. Here's how, here's how the king and his kingdom agenda is impacting my life. And I'm allowing him to come into my space, into my family context, and changing us, challenging us, healing us. And then when we come together on Sunday, then now together, all of us express our worship. And I think I, I, we need to rescue the church from just Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. That's and good from, stuff, man. From Wednesday night Bible class. Anyway, yeah. anyway man. Yeah, so good, good stuff from both you guys. And I want to deviate uh, from... Uh, I sent you guys a few questions, but I want to deviate because you guys are so profound. Uh, I want to, I want to just uh, look. He he mentions about oh mentions about the the change, right? The constant change. The church is an organism; it's always changing, right? Um, 
it's a living organism. And uh, there are some people who do not understand change. And there are some people who do not understand that change is necessary. There are some, if it would be up to some people, the church would never change. It would remain the same. If the church would have remained the same, let's say from the first century, all right? What kind of church would it be today? How effective would it be today? Is it God's will that the church change? All right? Now, now, look, if, if, if it's on your heart, I want you to, I want you to, you know, spit it out. Because there are some people who are satisfied with that kind of church. But is that kind of church was in the mind of God to be that kind of church today or to remain that church, right? Uh, and I'm saying a whole lot, but uh, so, how, it, sure. how important it is for the church to change. Let me just, let me just, just be in a concise way. How important it is to change. And then I wanna come back and I wanna talk about leaders. Uh, how important it is for the church to change. Is, is it important for the church to change? You know, All right. it, <laughs> if I may, oh, can I grab it this time? Man? Yeah, 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 go ahead. Here's the issue. The church doesn't, in God's original intent, mm -hmm. there was no need for the church to change. The issue is we bring our human constructs mm -hmm. and we stifle what God intended the church to be. And so we come to the text, reading into the text what we think church ought to be. So we use language like we're trying to be like the first century church. Mm -hmm. well, that's the case. Yeah. When we, when we just sit with the book of Acts, we see where the change actually came from the fact that, hey, we're preaching about a resurrected Christ, which was which was different for the Sadducees and the Pharisees. That was the pushback. And then the, the, the this, this controversy of women being prominent in the book of Luke and Acts, for example, in just through the gospel story, right? And we see the movement of the church taking place um, through the book of Acts. But what we do is we sit only in Acts 2 and we, we, we start, we, we miss... We miss the, the the whole story of mm -hmm. how of how the church evolved and was yeah. supposed to be, and as a result, man, here we are now in the twenty first century. And we here's the point. Here's the point. Let's cut to the chase. Church, the church, <laughs> the, case, man. the church in God's mind, as Orlando said, is 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 always becoming mm -hmm. and always being. Not, not that it needs to change, but that it's changing us. Mm -hmm. But we yeah. talk about this change language, and so now we demonize it, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. We weaponize yeah. it, and we weaponize it, and then we, 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 we kick each other out of the church, or we isolate each other. Mm -hmm. And that's what was happening in the book of Acts. When yeah. the, Jews, the Jews had an issue with it, that's why they came to Acts in Acts 15. Hey, you all need to get circumcised. Well, who said that? No, Jesus says, says, go be a witness of me, preach the gospel, baptize, nothing about circumcision. But, but like the Jewish context, we can't handle change. And so the gospel is different. It's not, it's not restrictive. 
but we restrict it. Yeah. And I think that's the issue. I think we need to take away this change language that and, and stop putting it on God and recognize that, you know what, the issue is our preferences, we're uncomfortable, we don't like this, it's different, but what was God intended? And yeah. anyways, I, I could go on yeah. all night, man. Um, yeah, yeah, that's good. I think that's, I think that's good. I think it's accurate too. Yeah. Now, you know, I think, you know, going back to the analogy, right? Like mm -hmm. biblical analogy that the people are the church, that right. we are a collection of, of stones. We are people and we are the body, right? right? We are the members of the body, you know? And in the same case, what I would argue is that, um, you know, the church doesn't change when people aren't, you know, and, and maybe the issue for the church and people standing in the way of change is because people refuse to change. Right. And, and that's problematic in and of itself, because as, as long as, I mean, as, 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 as far as I'm concerned, that is the reason why we are here. And I think the problem for many of us is that church has been uh, it has been uh, commodified or maybe it has been reduced. I think that's a better way of, of explaining. It. It's been reduced to just an activity that we do on Sunday, just an activity we do on Wednesdays or whenever the church is meeting. And that's what that God didn't call us to that. You know, the other, other thing I think that we have an issue with is process theology. Like, like uh, and maybe process is theology uh, is the is the right uh, and I could be mixing it up, but this idea that you know we like to you know and let me let me take process theology back. Let me let me deal with the eschatological uh, portion of of our of our faith and our theology mm -hmm. that we see the church as an institution that saves us that gets us from from earth to glory. Mm -hmm. And that's all it's about. Right. So church, in essence, becomes about the designation it, or the destination. It becomes mm -hmm. about where we're going. It's right. and, and much of what we do is fixated on where we're headed, you know. And so we say, well, you need to be in the church because you need to get to heaven. And so it's a matter of and, may, and maybe this is relevant, right? You come into the water and and now god has washed away your sins everything that you've done by, is behind you and now you're here you're like okay i'm i'm in the best possible position that i could ever be to get to heaven yeah and, and what you think that is is that god is intended for you to just stay at the door you know but the reality is is that you have to continue to work out your faith to yeah. work out you know and it is this is what paul says right we have to continue to work toward it we we are working out our yeah. our faith with fear and, and fear and trembling. That's what scripture calls us to, which means that it ain't about the destination. Right. It's right. really about the journey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really about journeying with God. Yeah. Right. It's really about moving with him. And if you're going to move and you're going to journey with God in the process yeah. of moving with God, you ought to be changing <laughs> because who I knew God to be yesterday is, is not who he is today. Mm -hmm. And because I've experienced him different today, I celebrate where I am today, but I don't get too hung up and caught up on worshiping him where yeah. I am today that yeah. I idolize where I am and forget the fact that I'm still in the journey. 
and God has yeah. somewhere else for me to be. There's somewhere else that I'm headed to, There's somewhere else that he has for me to go. So, I, so yeah. I think, you know, and I never thought about this, like, uh, but like really a church that is in opposition to change is a church that has revealed the reality that none of its members are changing individually. Yeah. And if our members aren't changing individually, then the church can't change corporately. No. Yeah. Man, man, no. listen, uh, real yeah. quick, because O said something so profound that, that yeah. <laughs> and here's here's what here's the issue. Uh-huh. We, we we we've measured, and I've been guilty of this. So let me speak for myself from Jamaica uh-huh. and then coming here. I I would measure my maturity in Christ based on my the five acts. Yeah. yeah. Right? I'm I'm I've uh-huh. restricted. I restricted, oh, I am the church of Christ. I am right. God's kingdom, this, this entity, this, this, this uh, organism that, that's alive, but I've restricted it to those five acts of worship and the five steps of salvation, which I'm not saying is not necessary because it, 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 it forms our community's identity. Don't get me wrong, but it's more than that. And I think as, as O was saying, that's the issue. That if if all it takes is me doing a checkoff list to say, oh, I did these five acts plus the announcements, exactly. and we celebrate somebody's yeah. birthday, woohoo, and then I'm good. Worship was good. Right. If that's all it is. Then yeah. man, you know, then then we're in trouble. And and that's yeah. the point. That that's where the church becomes dynamic because mm-hmm. now look at what the gospel is doing to my life, right. and now. Here's my spirituality. The Holy Spirit is working with me in my spirit. I'm being changed. I'm growing. Yeah. But now I come. We come together to express that change through the through the five acts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's what makes the coming together more powerful. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's good. Uh, the um, and 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 we we're hitting on you guys are hitting on so many points, man. Uh, that. It's so important for us not to just run over them. That's why that's why I'm coming back and bringing us back to, you know, to kind of give more focus to it. Uh, now, uh, and I, and I, I want to try to keep us on time as well. Uh, but if you guys just keep talking, then we'll keep rolling. But uh, that the other thing is, oh, is, hey, look, how important? And look, now, of course, the church cannot get there without a shepherd, right? Yeah, it won't get there to be able to graze in green pastures, right? Uh, you're not gonna get to still waters, right? Uh, by the opposite of what we're saying. You, you're never gonna get there, right? So it's gonna take, it's gonna take shepherds, right? It's gonna take um, leading, feeding, all that stuff, influence, leadership. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give this stuff, um, because we know guys will go to some religious school, some theological school, some seminary. How, it, how important it is for a leader or leaders to be prepared to lead the flock of God. How important it is for that guy, that fella, that brother to be equipped to lead. And how can he be equipped? How can he become prepared to lead and to feed and provide leadership for that church to help them become, to help them transform, according to Romans 12, 1 and 2, to help them become 
where God sees what they can become. Uh, any, any one of you guys, man, it, it don't make no difference where we start. Just so, let's just start. <laughs> I'm, I mean, we're going to pour the gloves off here. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Case, I'm, I'm trying to give you time to get you cranked up because <laughs> I, want, I want them to see how brilliant you are and, uh, I know. and continuously, but I've all and, and that's and that's no like that's serious. Case knows like we have that conversation all the time because I think he's brilliant, been brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, since uh, our days back at Southwestern, he was ahead mm-hmm. of his time, and uh, and I think even here, let me say that I think we have to think about leadership, you know, uh, on a theological level, right? Mm-hmm. That in the church today, we suffer from. Uh, we suffer from what I would call a, uh, I, you know, I don't I want to give it a, a specific term, you know, but we suffer from a lack of knowledge uh, or even um, we, we, su- we suffer from an inability to be aware of the times. Um, and, and the reason why I'm saying that is you, you made a statement when you talked about first century church. Mm-hmm. And let me say this, that when we get into the, the nitty gritty and get down into the weeds of what the church is, yeah. we know that the COC out of the Church of Christ, out of the restoration movement, you know, is literally following this urge to pursue first century Christianity, to restore first century Christianity. And I, and I, think, that is, I think that is a noble undertaking, no doubt. Uh, right. However, I don't necessarily believe that it's that it is it is necessarily appropriate today you know i think that we use the bible as certainly a guide and as an example but we have to be careful that we try to restore and i and i feel like i just heard this and so maybe this is not mine well it's mine but it ain't you know everything we we believe and we say we got it from somewhere but uh but at the end of the day if god wanted us to be in first century he would have let us be in first century if God wanted us to be the first century church, then we would have been born at the first century and we would have been doing things like the first century church did it. But the reality is we have to ask ourselves the question. Here we are 20, uh, 21 centuries later. Right. Uh-huh. And 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 we can't we can't even begin to think that that's how things were supposed to remain. You know, that is not how he's intended for it to remain. So therefore, when you talk about preparation. And now let me let me dig here a little bit. Preparation, you know, historically in the restoration movement, there were some some tenants, some dominant tenants or tropes that that we embrace, like things like the minimization of clergy, things like which uh, the things like uh, the shunning of the charismatic expression, all of these of which I will remind you are reactionary theology. Yeah. We are reacting to what they've done or what has been done denominationally. And as we react to it, then what we've done is we feel that the, pro- the appropriate response to these things is to, is to deny them as a, as a reality, right? And, and, so, and so for me, I think that that is problematic in the church today because if we look back at our restoration roots, there are a lot of things that we, you know, that we have to grapple with, uh-huh. you know, and, and not grapple with the understand. And I think sometimes that when older members or more seasoned members are hearing younger members, or younger preachers, 
they're overly critical because they'll say, you know, you don't, young man, you don't know, you don't know the story, you know, and, 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 and what I'll say is, is that we know the story to the, to the degree that you told it to us. Yeah. We know the story to the degree that we were able to read about it. We know the story to the degree that we were able to study the history of it. Mm -hmm. And just like many others, you know, thank God that we have books and resources available today where right. we can go and we can read these, these books, we can read these resources, and they help us to get a clearer and a bigger picture. And then in the middle of reading them, remember this, all history is not just a presentation of history. It is yeah. the interpretation of history that we deal with. And so any angle has a bend to it. And so what I'll say is this, is that we have never prided ourselves off of needing uh, uh, anything from anyone, but being able to study the word of God for ourselves. And I think we have a responsibility to study the word of God for ourselves. Now, question is, how do we do that? You yeah. know, have an opportunity to go to uh, the, um, the funeral for, uh, Dr. Lawton this past week, you know, I went to the funeral and it was a, it was a beautiful display of, of just togetherness of just seeing preachers and members that we haven't seen in a long time. But even right. when we think about that, one of the things that, that, that comes to my mind in this process is that there is so much in our history that, that we don't know. Like someone made a, a statement and they said, you know, young men need to know the truth. They need to, before they go off to these schools and, and these seminaries, these, they call public institutions, they need to know the truth. And I agree with that. I thank God for my upbringing. I thank God for the foundation that was laid. I thank God for the faith that I was able to grow and cultivate around the things of the church, of God and his church and his kingdom. I thank God for that. But yeah. I thank God for it because I had a grounding. And, and so my caution yeah. on one side is, yes, you need that foundation. But it doesn't mean that that's the only thing you need. Yes, you need the foundation, right. but you also need to be prepared. You need to be equipped. And this in yeah. no way is, is, a, is a, uh, a, a blow at anyone who didn't pursue formal education and training. Right. But the stuff that the church is faced with today if you don't give yourself to some theological preparation and training, man, you're going to have a time on your hands, especially yeah. when it comes to being effective because right. things have changed. That's People it. have changed. The language that we use has changed. The truth hasn't changed, but yeah. how you share that truth must, yeah. you must give, you must give attention to it because at the end of the day, we're not just in the church to be communicators. We're in church to be effective communicators. Right. Like, right. like Apollos. Apollos was an eloquent man. The Greek word there means he was he was like nobody else. In other words, he could speak. Uh, uh, not only does it mean he was like no one else, but he was a learned man. So it means he, he knew some stuff. He had education. He had a level of knowledge, but he right. also knew how to communicate that level of yep. knowledge effectively. That's right. And sometimes we can we can, you know, like I tell people, you only get one opportunity to share the truth with somebody. You know, and if it's a matter, if it's something that you really need to share that comes from the word of God in terms of revelation, then you need to make sure that you are prepared before you yeah. share it. Because if you mess it up the first time, you may never get another opportunity to expound on that thing again. That's and it. I only believe that it is giving yourself to some theological training and formation is important. And if you can't get the formal theological training and in, 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 uh, in preparation, it's yeah. important to get the informal. 
That's and right. what is that informal? To put yourself under the hand of leadership. I want to say more. I want to say more about leadership there. Mm -hmm. uh, but before we do that, I want to give Case an opportunity. And, and yeah. Case, I, I think I think we're gonna definitely uh, click on this one because there's so much that needs to be said about the paradigm of leadership theologically in the church yeah. that has yeah. been warped and it's yeah. and it's been messed up. And and, and just want to say more about that. But go ahead, Case. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. Man, um, that's a muscle, and um, <laughs> that that that's that's profound because that's mm -hmm. that, that's exactly what we are as a church. Where, man, every time you talk about leadership, one verse always scares me and humbles me, and that's that's Judges two verse ten, mm. where it says another generation grew up and mm. did not know what God did. Yeah. Yeah, and and it makes me think like in my legacy as a spiritual leader, mm -hmm. here, here Joshua takes the reins from Moses, mm -hmm. and he he does lead the people into the promised land, but after that, what happened? Right? Yeah, I mean, we go we can look at the, the whole story and the theological implications mm -hmm. of that, and it makes right. me think, well, what's my legacy? You know, I've taken the reins from Brother Crenshaw, and now. Now what? 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 How will I charge as a spiritual leader the next generation? I want to think Pop said, and I'm just taking. I guess I'm taking a, a more practical approach because Orlando set it up quite well. Yeah. That is, Brother Christian always said, the next man that stands in this pulpit needs to be educated. Yeah. He said that. So I'm not, you know, he said the next guy needs to have gone to school, has his degrees. Matter of yeah. fact, he wanted me, and this is where Orlando and I fight sometimes, but he wanted me to pursue my, my, my PhD in uh, uh -huh. Black theology and, and Black uh, black preaching, right? Yeah. And that's where we, we sort of butt heads, but either way, he respected where I was, and he, he wanted yeah. to make sure I got my degree because so the next guy needs to be able to deal with the the what Paul calls the, 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 the being tossed to and fro with the doctrines of men, you know, to yeah. grow up the church, equipping the church, uh, and that's Ephesians 4, right? Where the leaders, these gifts, we are God's gifts to the church, yeah. right? As as pastors, as teachers, evangelists, prophets, God's prophets um, in, in this season, and every time we open our mouths or stand in the lobby or, or stand by the bedside or or do a workshop or, or preach and teach is to equip the church in the season that it's in to deal with these unique things. And we yeah. do need men who are not just taught, yes, taught the foundation. I agree with, I agree with Orlando, he says that, but also that men who desire mentorship, yeah, men who desire um, um, spending time with an older minister, whether, whether it's in the church of Christ or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not that right. Whether yeah, it's Christ or not, finding a mentor who will mentor you in, mm -hmm. in ministry, and and man, look, and and and, and we can't deny because if we read the books and we and we watch the videos and we we, we pay the money with the seminary, there's nothing wrong. I believe in spending time with these guys who are in the work, whether they're part of our right. faith group, our faith community or not. We need to be mentored, and we do need we do yeah. need. Um, training, right? We need we need to go to school and get degrees, depending on how far you want to go in this. 
I believe personally that elders and deacons need to have a level of education, not just Church of Christ education, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Not 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 what you were taught in the pews only, but I think there needs to be some. I believe we need to be exposed to some theological understanding of what it means to lead God's people. Well, somebody will push back and say, "Well, the disciples didn't go to university." Yes, they did. Jesus was a rabbi, right? He had he had his school, and then if we cheapen what if we cheapen what he did, here is the God of the universe. Mm -hmm. he took the time to educate these men, and we yeah. can't deny it because watch Acts four. Even even the religious leader says that these men are uneducated, but they were with Jesus. That tells you that yeah. they recognize the tutelage of the right. professor, <laughs> right, in the church. And yeah, you may say, well, they didn't graduate or get a certificate. Yes, they did, right? The, the headmaster put his stamp of approval on it. Yes, My, sir. I believe that our leaders need more than just three years of spending time with, 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 with the evangelists. It needs to be, yeah. it is, I think the, lead, the evangelists, yeah. the shepherds and the deacons need to go through some outside training, some formal training, some mentoring some certification, not just, watch this, not just in theology, but when, when Peter was able, watch this, when Peter was able to, in Acts 3, go uh -huh. into the temple to pray, and the man who was paralyzed asked for money, and Peter said, look at us, and the Bible said they looked at him, you get mm -hmm. this intimate connection that, hey, I need to meet you in your crisis, salvation is coming your way, but I have to be able to meet you where you are. Right. Well, how did they get that? Because Jesus taught them, yeah. right? And so our, our leaders need to be taught in how to meet people where yeah. they are, whether right. it's, 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 it's uh, mental health, uh -huh. social injustice, yeah. um, domestic violence. Yeah. We need to equip our leaders. And I'm not saying we've got to fix everything, but also be able to respond in such a way and so, man, I hope I'm answering your question. That yeah, man, look, bro. Important. Yeah, this you know. is good, man, because uh, one of the things we're doing here and, you know, you guys and other places as well is the, uh, it's, man, it's about effective change. See, if you're not effective, affecting change in your community, then why are you there? You follow me? So why, why are you there? Why are you sitting? And that's why. I speak of the monument. If all you're doing is a is a Wednesday and a, and a Sunday and you're satisfied and leaders are satisfied, there are men who are ministers and elders in the Church of Christ across this United States of America who are satisfied, who don't have no type of desire to have anything more than a Sunday and a Wednesday. Now, now here's what I believe. Whenever you just come and you just make it habitual, on Sunday and Wednesday, just to say you showed up, you really don't understand what worship is. And we don't have the time to deal with it, but to me, one of the greatest texts in the Bible is Isaiah chapter six, uh, as far as worship is concerned. Uh, because you cannot be in the presence of God and understand what the presence of God is and not have the Lord's presence affect who you are, right? I, I don't understand how you're gonna be in God's presence as one of you guys says, and not allow God to come inside of your presence. It, it to me is just baffling to see every Sunday we come to worship and really don't understand what worship really is. What is the real what is the real purpose of worship? Right? What is worship supposed to do to me? What am I supposed to give to worship? 
that's another that, that's another story for another day. But but uh, as we as we come down to a close, uh, as we come down to a close uh, with that, I want to just ask you guys. I wish I had more time, but I want to just ask you guys if you can speak. And I see, oh, you have your hand up. If we if, if you can speak to leaders right now, if you can speak to preachers, elders, deacons, Sunday school, Wednesday night, Tuesday night, Thursday night, Bible school. What would you tell those teachers? What would you tell those leaders, preachers, elders today? If you had something to tell them today, what would it be? Brother O. <laughs> so, you know, I, I had, and I had something to say in response to what Kay said. Go ahead and do that first. And yeah. also something to continue in response to this ideal of, of leadership. Mm -hmm. uh, and what I'll say is, is that first, that I think mentorship, we have to think about mentorship in the standpoint of how uh, we, we got to think about, hold on one second. My, my wife has been gone. And so they just got back in town. And so oh, that's man, go ahead. Yeah, and, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so when you think about mentorship, you know, I think that it's important to remember that a lot of the stuff that we deal with today you know, there's a lot of criticism that is that is shared in regards to uh, the position the church is in today and the position that we're faced with, you know, as it, as it comes to going forward, whether or not young preachers are prepared to carry the banner the way that our older predecessors have done so. And there's a lot of criticism from the older preachers to young preachers and the chasm that has existed between the two has grown wider. And the reason why that chasm has grown wider is because of relationship. You know, thank God that that we had, you know, Case and I had men, ministers who literally willing, willingly, passionately pulled us aside and said, man, we want to mentor young preachers. Yeah. You know, persons like in my life, uh, Chris Turner, persons like uh, David Wilson, persons like Thomas C.L. Thomas, you know, uh, persons like, you know, Dr. Urban Seamster, who right. love this idea of, of helping to continue to build up young preachers. Yeah. And this is, this is critical. Persons like Dr. Ornelius Crenshaw, I don't want to take that, but, you know, but Case, you know, that's, you know, he was, he was, he was a mentor to all of us, yeah. you know, and, and if it wasn't for those guys pouring into us, if it wasn't right. for the guys' willingness to work with us, yeah. willing, willingness to uh, fuss at us and yell at us when we got it wrong yeah. and give us instruction and wisdom, you know, mm -hmm. for us to get it right and encourage us and push us when right. we were doing it the way they thought it should be done. And you know, giving us the room to disagree with them. You know, right. listen, yeah. like, you know, what we talk oftentimes about this, this trope of being father and son, you know, and it's like a very father yeah. and son. And men like in my life right now, uh, brother William Stevens, you know, <laughs> been a great father in the ministry. Yeah. And the thing about it is we don't agree on everything. True. But one thing that we realize that we have is relationship. And no matter how much we disagree, we do it respectfully yeah we do it 
watch this. We do it with a sense of reverence. <laughs> you know, that don't mean we call each other reverend. We do no. it with a sense of respect. respect. Yes, sir. Respect for who we are, respect yeah. for the relationship. And I think that it is important that we don't become overly critical. You know, I heard someone say something to the degree the other day about the church not producing preachers. And then they turn around and they said something to the degree that Southwestern Christian College was not producing preachers. And yeah. so they were critical of leaders in the church, mm. uh, critical of churches in, in and of itself, not producing preachers today. And then also critical by laying the blame on Southwestern as well. And, uh, and, and, and as they are laying the blame on Southwestern as well, you know, my thing is, is this, is that if the, if the church doesn't send young men, then the school can't produce young men yeah. and those effectively in ministry. If the church is not doing their part, we can't blame the school for what it's doing, you know? And then we yeah. can't get mad when young preachers, young people get the, the idea to go to another school and learn at another seminary or another public institution. Well, mm -hmm. they're doing that because they're looking for somebody to mentor them and guide them. But but sometimes some of us are so big and full of ego that we don't have time to spend time with these little folk, little sure. people. Oh, and, and I'm only reflecting. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm only reflecting. Yeah. I'm, not calling little. I'm just remembering Man. when I used to be little. You know, I, remember back, uh, I was overlooked and neglected. Matter of fact, uh, Juan Chid, Wayne <laughs> Katie, guys like Winston Curry and Amram Joyner and yeah. Jimmy Whaley, those guys that we went to Southwestern with, they can tell you the fond stories we have yeah. when we were at Southwestern Christian College and these big yeah. would come on campus that we had heard so much about and oh, we would, could not wait to get a picture with them. You know, just to ask to take, you know, and camera phones were messed up back in the day, but we would take a picture on a camera yeah. phone just with these men, because we we lifted them up so highly and so greatly. And I remember one time asking a preacher for a picture, and this Negro act like he didn't even want to do it. <laughs> you know, and I'm glad I, I censored my word there, you know? Yeah. I, I, I said to myself, man, these young, these young men are going to remember that. Yeah. We don't remember when all we wanted you to do was just give us a little attention and guidance and wisdom and, and maybe say a blessing over our ministry. That's yeah. all we wanted you to do. And the yeah. fact that it is, you didn't do it then. Yeah. And so don't come back around today and now try to be critical of what young preachers are doing when you never took the time to establish relationships. Right. Yeah, right. Hey, man. Now, <laughs> that's, that's that trouble right there. When you got a relationship, when you got a relationship, you can call him and pull him on a coattail and you can tell him something and that make it and, and help him to go in the right direction. But when yeah. you didn't care about the relationship, yeah. when you had young people, young men working with you and you were so big and so full of your ego, you didn't say nothing to them then. So now finally, when someone yeah. else has come around or God has allowed them to hear a calling in their life, and now they're doing things that you never, I'm sorry. Yeah, they, no, that's you, real. you know, don't be trying now to be critical of what they're doing when you had no hand in yeah. it. If yeah. you didn't have a hand at yeah. all, I'll say it like this. I grew up without my father being around. Uh -huh. And when people tell me, man, how, 
you know, how did you learn how to be a good father? And I, and I desire to be a good father. And I said, man, I learned by the good examples I had and also by the examples I lacked. In yeah. other words, I knew that I didn't want to be the father. And, and, and Lord, I'm not dishonoring. I'm not dishonoring. Let me say that. I love my dad. Yeah. But, but I did not want to be the example that I saw. I wanted to be better. And so I learned of what not to do when it came yeah. to becoming a father. And True. all I'm saying is, is that you can't be upset with guys, young men today who are trying to figure it out and they didn't have nobody to mentor, nobody to guide them. Yeah. And all of a sudden you want to be critical and yeah. you didn't take the time because you were too full of yourself. You yeah. didn't take the time to spend time with the young man. Yeah. You know, open the door for this. I'm going to just drop yeah. this. I, I'm a son born on a due season, right? Uh, yeah. From the islands and all that. And yeah, I'm uh, Brother Crenshaw took me and David Wilson, Barclay, yeah. um, Thomas L. Thomas, J.K. Hamilton, those guys uh, took the time to at least lend a voice and, and encourage me. Uh, yeah. Timothy Daniels in Houston. But man, one thing I, I see, I say about this, as we talk about the church, go, go back to where to your original yeah. concept, move the church being a movement. Yeah. That that the church is <laughs> the brotherhood, man. The brotherhood concept. Let me tell you, let me tell you how I see it. Like, oh, yeah. oh, oh, hit it on the nail on the head. But my personal experience is that the only reason I'm known is not by my works. All what God is doing in me is because I'm tied to Arnelius Crenshaw. Mm. And many, many ministers, I remember this. And I'm I'm free. This is not me. I'm not I'm not salty or my feelings, nothing. But yeah. it's an observation where O just said that in the brotherhood, yeah. people have, have things to say about what I'm doing because they don't know what's happening here. Yeah, they feel like I'm dishonoring Pop's name, and nobody is taking the time to know me, and know the work that God God is doing through me. Right, so this judgment. That's what that's what I get also, but yeah. I'm free because I don't I don't personally I don't play into the politics, and oh oh knows that I'm yeah. the guy that man um I'm I'm about doing the work in the community. I, I ain't got time for the red the, the red tape, the politicking, the politics. I don't care about camps and who who's camp I'm in, all that stuff. I'm not about that. So uh man, are we still alive? Are we still on? <laughs> right? Is Bill still there? But but I I just want to say that. And uh I think with the brought the church man going through the changes it needs to go through. I think that's part of it. The movement, the church becoming the movement, that's part of it. That we need to do away with the red tape and the camps, like Paul talked about in First Corinthians. We need to do away with the camps and um, and do away with I am off this camp, I am off Crenshaw, I am off David, and we're just a part of a brotherhood and how yeah. God is using us to 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 help the church to be the movement. Wang Chen, as you as you said. Uh, so eloquent at the beginning and yeah. that's why i stay away that's why i'm just like hey i'm in oklahoma city man the only person i really talk to is orlando being real yeah. right and that's yeah. it i don't care because man it's too much it's too much um cloak and dagger thing in the brotherhood yeah. which, which takes away from what god intended the church to be 
Yeah. And that that's uh, oh, oh, open the doors. So I'm gonna go in, and that's how yeah. I feel. So I don't, I don't, I'm not tied to all that, man. I'm just about doing yeah. God's work, equipping the people for works of service. Yeah, and yeah let me man. Say, and let me yeah. say this. And man, I'm oh, sorry yeah. for being renegades, man. Nah, <laughs> and I'm and I'm so passionate. Watching you ask the right questions. I think yeah. that's what you, yeah. You asked the right questions tonight, and I'm passionate because I want you to know that I'm observant. Yeah. That I'm watching, that I've been watching. Yeah. You've been watching. Yeah, we've been. And and when I watch, these are the things that I see. These are the observations that I make. Right. You know? And, oh, oh, and hold on, bro. Is, oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry, man. I gotta say this. Why don't you get enough to distract me? This is what yeah. I was saying before. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, bro. You good. Many, many ministers, Doc, at Brother Crenshaw's funeral and after. Uh-huh. Case if you need anything, just just you know, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Right. But no one reaches out after the fact. And I, I guess they expect me to reach out. I don't know. And I get it. I think there's a mutuality to that. I I, I do believe that. There's a there's a reciprocity in the mentoring relationship. Yes. But if you really care, this is all how I see it. And I know I'm I'm in trouble with this one now, but if you really care that hey, if he meant that much to you and to us, and you know, if he, if you heard things, imagine where I am, yeah. <laughs> right? As yeah. I take the reins, but don't don't say I'm here for you, but you never you never reach out as a brother. Yeah. Say hey man, uh, after the fact, no, it that so that that's also that's also what I see the perpetuation of what Orlando mentioned earlier about. Those who are now who have arrived, or right. they're, 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 they're in these cliques, yeah, offer they say, but never, never follow. Man, I'm I'm sorry for cutting you off, bro, but that, that's what I wanted to say. No, I think, yeah, I, I, I think that's um, I think yeah. it's, it's apropos because what I'll say to him, man, is that you know, you know, out of out of all of the young men, and and I think we can still consider ourselves young men. You know, we are, and I'm in my 30s. And, you know, and out of all the young men that are that are out here, you know, sometimes young men get a bad rap and some of them you know, maybe rightfully so. But, man, I, I, I respect these guys, man. I, I really do. I, I look yeah. up to them. Yeah. a lot of our brotherhood preachers. I think we got yeah. some of the most dynamic preachers yeah. and men of God uh, and women of God who True. have contributed to our ministries and yeah. our growth and our development. Then we got some amazing people, you know, and, and I really, I really respect these guys. I, 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 uh, I always look forward to opportunities to talk with them and pick their brains and right. find out what they're doing in ministry. And, right. you know, and, 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 and I will always respect those guys. I will respect right. them, you know, with a, with a great sense of, of reverence mm -hmm. because of the work that they've done and, and their work that speaks for them, that follows them, the, the, you know, and, and so don't don't misinterpret my passion tonight, you know, and my, you know, like you asked the right yeah. question. So it, it hit the right nerve, but, yeah. Yeah. but don't misinterpret it because right. I mean we we love you guys. Like if it wasn't yeah. for you know the examples that they've created for us, then we wouldn't be where we are today. Exactly. You know, and then when we talk about critiquing the church today, we can say stuff to the degree that the church has compromise no the church isn't compromised we got you got yeah. young men that are that are true to the text 
Yeah. They got young men that are true to the text, but get it. Notice what I said, true to the text, not necessarily true to the tradition. Yeah. Because when the text necessitates that the tradition needs to change, we need to be exactly. able to move with the text. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And 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 if and if you say to us today, well, what why is the text changed today when it wasn't like that yesterday or the day before? Because God is is moving, it's effervescent, effervescent. Yeah. It's it's yeah. in this constant state of of, of movement. It, it's something that you can't grasp yeah. and hold long enough because it's always changing. It's evaporating. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's what it is. And so when we, when we look at where we are today, we are here today because of what our teachers taught us, because mm -hmm. of how they prepared us and how they armed us and equipped us. Mm -hmm. and, and Crenshaw said something to me, Dwayne, I remember this years ago. I was, uh, I was working an internship in Tulsa, Oklahoma with brother uh, Dr. Warren Blakeney. And, uh, and Crenshaw was doing a meeting at Virgin Street, I think it is. And uh, East Virgin, is that something? Yeah, something? yeah. 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 And uh, he was doing a meeting there. And I called David Wilson, who was, you know, is my big brother, you know, in the gospel and, and very, you know, very uh, vital, has played a very vital role in my development, my early development in ministry. And I called Brother David. I said, David, I said, man, Crenshaw's here. And, you know, everybody knows that David is Crenshaw's like son, you know, in the faith. Yeah. And I called David. And I said, man, Crenshaw's here. He's preaching to me. And, man, I want to spend some time with him. I just want to spend some time with him. I just want to connect with him. <laughs> and so David called Crenshaw and Crenshaw told David, yeah. And, and then David gave me his information in the hotel where he was staying. I went and picked Brother Crenshaw up. Uh -huh. We went out to eat. I think we went to a diner in Tulsa yeah. and we were sitting down and we were eating and, and, you know, long story short, we were just talking about, you know, where things were headed and what the, how the ministry was coming along. Yeah. And, and I remember I said something to him like, man, I just want to be, man, I want to be as good of a preacher as you. I want to be as good of a minister as you. And Crenshaw said, man, you better be better. Yeah. That's what he always said. You better be better than me. Yeah. He said, man, I didn't I didn't learn all I learned and gain all I gained. Yeah. And pour into you only so that you can simply replicate what you've seen in me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He said, yeah. No, no, no. We did all, we're doing all this that you may be better than us. Right. Dude, right. like Jesus says, greater work shall you do than I've done, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's the whole point that of mentorship, that yeah. that we only can become, you know, the the uh, manifestation of those who poured into us, right. you know, and, uh, and so, man, we respect these guys. We respect yeah. them, but we also yeah. think our thinkers, not only are we thinkers, you know, we're academically trained, whether we like that or not, you know, yeah. and at the end of the day, I'm, I don't want to be arrogant with it. I just yeah. want to know, man, I know what I'm doing, you know, <laughs> I know what I'm doing and, and, right. and, 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 and I'm still learning and I'm, and I'm all, all right with embracing that. And it's all right for me to say, I don't know something, you know, I'm cool with that too. You know, yeah. I don't have to be the know-it-all, you know, uh, because I just really, that's just something I appreciate yeah. about the journey we're invited to be a part right. of. Yeah. You yeah. know, I appreciate that we get to be vessels and human agents of God. That's what I appreciate. Yeah, I ain't got to have it yeah. all together. I just yeah. want to enjoy the ride, Doc. Let me yeah. enjoy the ride. The journey. The journey, man. That's it. That's it, man. Look, I thoroughly, man, appreciate you guys for just taking 
a small portion of your time to be with us, man, in this one church movement, bro. Uh, I read something, and uh, and my wife is a English school teacher, and she's always getting these different quotes and whatnot, man. But uh, there was something somebody said says that in life, life is about rather knowing your gift, developing your gift, and before you die, giving your gift away. Yeah, and and the thing about it is, man, is that uh, the mentor with the mentees, you know, what are you what are you giving somebody? Even you guys, you you gonna mentor somebody, or even right now, you know, uh, you gonna become the Crenshaws and the uh, the the um, uh, the Lawtons and et cetera, et cetera, man. And so the same thing somebody did to you, God is gonna be looking for you to do to somebody else. And and that's how the church, man, just continues to go on. Preachers gonna be there. Whether they go to Southwestern or whether they go somewhere else, God is going to make sure preachers are sent out everywhere. The gospel going to be preached. And yeah. so uh, the church ain't going to die universal because the church ain't sent. You know, God is in control. The gates and, uh, gates you know, man. That's it, man. Look, man, appreciate you guys much, man. I'll be giving you guys a call, man. This is going to go live on Monday night. And uh, I think we're going to make a lot of friends, man, because of this. And uh, less enemies uh, for it as well. Uh, I thank you guys. You, man. You it, man. Yeah, yeah. And I call you guys, man, because I know you guys shoot it straight. Uh, you know, and that was uh, something that I wanted to do about two years ago. Case what it was about two, three, four years, something ago, man. And uh, and we didn't yeah. we didn't get it done. And uh, Case said, "Hey, man," he said, "Look," he said, "I hope I hope, man, that you you know that you can call me, man. I hope this don't change." And I said, "Bro," I said, "Man, look, bro, this ain't gonna change a thing." So look, man. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Hey, look, uh, Case closes out in the word of prayer, man. Uh, after that, man, we'll close it out. And uh, again, man, I can't thank you guys enough. Uh, thank you, uh, my guy, man, who's on, Brother Kemp, uh, who take care of us in the Hollywood Street Church, man. Appreciate him much. And uh, appreciate your leadership, fellas. Appreciate it much. But Case, you want to close us out, bro? Yes, sir. All right. Father, we come before you. Just thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for entrusting us as uh, jars of clay yeah, with cracks and brokenness and all that we have experienced, Lord, we thank you for redeeming us and putting in us as your servants, your treasures that will continue, Lord, to enrich your kingdom, to bless the lives of your people, to equip them for works of service yes. as we all grow up into the image of your son, Christ Jesus. We pray now that, Father, you'll be with Brother Viltz and his leadership and the congregation. Thank you, Lord, for this unique conversation. We pray that as others will watch it on tomorrow, that Father will be informative, will be an encouraging, will be eye-opening, and it will continue the conversation um, not only uh, in our season but in seasons to come. Yes, listen, keep us now. Thank you for, thank you, Lord, for your church. Thank you, Lord, for the brotherhood. Thank you for the love that we have and the uniqueness. And I pray now that Father. We will continue to listen to your voice, listen to the Holy Spirit as he guides us. Bless and keep us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Thank All right, fellas, man. Uh, appreciate yeah, you guys, appreciate man. You, Love you, man. You guys, bless, you guys. man. Keep, keep doing what you're doing, fellas. Yeah, yes, sir. You too. Amen, All right, man. man. All right, man. Amen. See you guys Amen. later. All right. Yes, sir.